I want to continue on the subject of fighting the good fight of faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 and 38. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now this is one thing we have to do. We have to hold fast the confession of our hope or faith without wavering. And what we got to do is when we ask God for something, we believe we receive when we pray, and our confession is only one thing, what God's Word said about that. If you need healing, it's by his stripes I was healed. If you need a car, I received that car when I prayed. It is mine. My confession is I have a car. It's mine already. I have it. It's exactly what I asked the Father for, the top, what I wanted. I was specific in what I asked him for, and it is mine. I received it. My confession is I am in a new car because my Father has given me one. I received it when I prayed, and I'm thanking you, Father God, for it. And you thank him ahead of time, and your confession is this. Nothing contrary to the word of God. Or what is contrary to what you've asked the Father for? Your confession is without wavering. We do not ask him for one thing and then say, Well, I thought he was going to give it to me, but he didn't. No, he did when you ask him for it. You just may not have manifested yet. He may be. He may have a million angels working on that situation. It may take a few circumstances for him to change or a few things to happen so that he can get it to you. But it is yours when you pray. You just have to wait till it manifests. Amen? Because he says the just shall live by faith. Now, if we live by faith, we can't just live by faith once in a while and then not live by faith all the time. We have to live by faith. Now, to live is not once in a while, not on Sunday morning. It's not, well, I'm going to go to church on Sunday morning. I'm going to live by faith today. And then after the rest of the week, I'm not going to live by faith. I'm just going to live however I want to. And I'll do what I want to. And I'll be what I want to be. But then on Sunday morning, I'll go to church. And I'll live by faith on Sunday morning. The rest of the week, I'm not a faith child. No, you have to be a faith child all day long, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You have to live by faith all the time, not just once in a while. And that means when you live by faith all the time that you don't waver in what you say or what you ask the Father for or talk or speak uh, differently from what God's Word says about your situation. Do not do anything contrary to what God's Word says. And that is living by faith. It's simple. A lot of times people make it harder than what it is, and it doesn't mean that you live by the law, but you live by faith, and you go, I am confidently expecting God to give me what I ask him for, and that is hope, it's confident expectation, but faith is the substance of your confident expectation. And you have to keep saying the same thing over and over and over without wavering. Now, Mark 11, 23 and 24. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, 
Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now he's saying here, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. Now, you can, if you don't doubt in your heart, but you can't believe in your heart one minute and then go out and confess something different the next. It doesn't work that way. You got to say, I believe it. And then you got to keep confessing it. You got to confidently confess what God's word says, what you believe in your heart, according to the word, and what you say is yours. And what you say is so important. What we say, our confession, is so important and what we receive from God. Because if we ask him for something and then we go out and confess that we don't have it, then what we've done, we've just negated our faith. And we didn't, it wasn't the devil that did it to us. We did it to ourselves Because we didn't stay confident in what God's word says about that thing. He says, keep saying it. Jesus spoke to the fig tree, didn't have any fruit on it. They came back the next day and it withered and died. And then he said, well, whoever says to this mountain, be have faith in God. He says, whatever you say, you're going to have. Now, see, if you, if you say uh, positive one day and then negative the next, it negates each other. You've got to stay on the positive side of faith all the time, confessing God's word and saying, what I'm saying is this, God's word is true. Everything else is a lie. It is the truth and what I'm asking for. It is truth. I'm confessing that it is mine. Jesus said, even if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea and won't doubt in your heart, it'll be done for you. A mountain being moved. It could be a rocky mountain. It could be one 18,000 feet high. When you say mountain be moved and cast into the midst of the sea, it may not move at that very second, but it's crumbling from the inside and it will move and it is done. But you got to keep the confession and got to keep saying the same thing all the time. You can't say it one day one way and the next day another way because what will happen is you negate it. And if you go around confessing negative things all day long about everything that goes on, then that's what you're going to get. It works in both directions. If you believe that everything's going to be bad, then most of the time everything's going to be bad. You know? But if you take God's word, changing situations, and believe in your heart, then that everything that you've asked God for is yours, then whatever you say is yours. And believe that you receive when you pray. And if you have all against anybody, now this is one thing that will negate it too. That's a hindrance to your faith, to the good fight of faith. A hindrance is walking in unforgiveness. And you gotta, you gotta be a, a person of a, with a forgiving heart. You have to be a person that forgives quickly. You gotta be a person that that asks for forgiveness quickly and also gives forgiveness quickly. And if, if you say, well, if I, if they can forgive me, I know I can forgive them because I've done, because one sin is just as bad as another. Sometimes you think one sin is not as bad as another, but uh, if you'll study the book of James, it is. It says if you've uh, committed murder or if you've committed adultery or, or if you, uh, then one's just as bad as another, you've, you've sinned says, well, he didn't say because what happens is that the blood of Jesus washed them all away. 
And First John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we have to forgive others first so that we can be forgiven. Hebrews 3 1, therefore, holy brethren, Hebrews 3 1, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, conceal the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. We have to confess. We have to consider that Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. In other words, he watches over the things that we say. He's the high priest over our confession. And what we confess, he watches over it. And the word of God says that God watches over his word to perform it. He constantly watches over his word to perform it. He'll pass over a million people to find somebody with faith that is speaking forth the word of God so he can perform it in their life. And let us be one of those million. Amen. Let us be the people that he wants to bless, the ones that are confessing the word of God, that are walking in the trueness of the God's word and watching his blessings come to pass in our lives. Hebrews 4.14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. So what we have to do is hold fast to it. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus Christ made me righteous. Jesus Christ is my righteousness. I can come boldly to the throne of God and ask my Father for anything and everything that I ask him for, he gives to me. And my confession is this, I receive when I prayed. It is mine. And I say, and you can say it like this. I call that thing to me in the name of Jesus. It's mine. I'm asking Father for it. And I thank you, Father, that it is mine. I've commanded the devil to take his hands off of it. And I confess, believe in my heart, the thing I've asked God for, it is mine. And one thing that we need to do, too, if we'll look in Romans 12, 17 through 21, Repay no one evil for evil. Have good regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. But do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome by evil. I'm sorry, but overcome evil with good. You can't be overcome with evil. If, if uh, the devil's going to try to bring evil things against you to try to get you to repay somebody evil for the evil they've done to you, you can't do that. You have to say, Father, I'm turning this over unto you. I'm not going to repay evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Live peaceably with all men, if it's possible. And do not avenge yourself. Let God do it. Because God will do it. And all you got to do is say, Father, I'm confessing that I forgive them. I'm not holding this against them. I'm letting you take care of this. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'm not going to render evil for evil. Because this is one of the greatest things I think that the enemy does. He will cause people and circumstances and things to come into your life to try to trip you up so that you will walk in, 
in unforgiveness or in hatred or anger and bitterness toward other people and try to get you to say, well, they did that to me. I'm going to do this to them. No, you can't do that because what you did, you just acted like they did. You've got to act like a child of God. You've got not avenge yourself. Say, my father will take care of that and say, Daddy, I'm letting you take care of this. They did, but I'm not holding against them. That's, that's between you and them. It's not between me and you. I'm not their judge, but you are, and I'm asking you to take care of this situation for me, and I will not avenge anyone, anything, but I'm going to do good to them. If I did something bad to you, do something good back to them and heap coals of fire on their head and then watch God turn it around and he will cause you to be blessed abundantly. 